The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. This is November 1 in the Virgin Islands. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on Analyze This on WTGX Radio, 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And today is what's known as Liberty Day, sometimes called D. Hamilton Jackson Day, and also known by another name. <laughs> uh, it's... One of the first real holidays in the Virgin Islands, uh, native, you know, uh, that celebrated something native. Uh, most of the holidays prior to this holidays were, you know, national holidays that we celebrated here. And, um, of course, uh, religious-type holidays like Easter and supplication days and this kind of stuff. But this was one of the first holidays that, that celebrated uh, not just a person, but but a movement, and you know we like to call it um, the Hamilton Jackson Day, which is the alternative name for it. Um, I like to call it Liberty Day, but most people call it Bull and Bread because of the activities that go down in the um, Grove Place area has been going on for many many years. Uh, but it's called Liberty Day because the uh, D. Hamilton Jackson uh, had went to Denmark and gotten the authority to publish a newspaper. Prior to that, um, any newspaper was published by the colonial government, and there was no freedom of the press. Uh, so um, what David Hamilton Jackson did was uh, really fought for and and almost single-handedly uh, established freedom of the press in the Virgin Islands. Uh, just to get throughout the day, we, or throughout the morning, we will be giving you, you know, tidbits about him. Uh, I want to begin. Let me begin with a story from the the source, and, and I want to say big up to the D. Hampton Jackson uh, Long-Term Disaster Recovery Committee, I think it's called. And I think that's uh, for the, started by Rookie Jackson, Renhold Jackson, and um, the they clean up every year for the last few years. They've um, tidied up his his um, his tomb here in Christiansted in the Moravian Cemetery. And if you go to the St. Croix source or the St. Thomas source or the Virgin Islands source, you'll see a, a beautiful picture of um, his tomb and his tombstone here in Christiansted. So big up to that organization for continuing you know, to recognize him and um, honor his name, do my people do. Uh, uh, D. Hamilton Jackson was born in 1884, he died in 1946. He was born in St. Croix. He was educated as a school teacher, but <laughs> spoke out against the Catholic Church and and as a consequence was dismissed by the Danish school authorities. It's interesting that, you know, that, you know even though the colonies were 
ruled by Denmark, that the Catholic Church, which is not the state church of Denmark, the Lutheran churches, uh, had so much pull. But they got him fired, and he later became a, a clerk at Barron's spot. But, <laughs> but he had a run-in with the governor, Helvig Larsen, and ended up getting fired from that job, too. Uh, some of this information I'm giving you uh, comes from the Danish West Indies Sources of History website. You can, um, there's a lot of stuff uh, that they got out of the Danish National Archives. Um, in 1915, he went to Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, to speak about uh, the conditions of the blacks in the Virgin Islands and actually gained a, a great amount of sympathy. He wrote letters to the prime minister and, and other authorities. And But I, I saw online a very pretty uh, good picture of him. Uh, there's a famous picture of C.L.R. James in, in London speaking to throngs of Britishers and uh, there's also a picture of the Hamilton Jackson doing the same thing in in uh, in Denmark, which I think is you know uh, quite uh, you know remarkable because the uh, I've never seen that before actually, and 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 I never knew that when he went to Denmark that he actually addressed. Um, the you know the population as as opposed to going and speaking to just government officials. Uh, let me give you a, a timeline of of when he was you know of his life. He born in 1884. Uh, a year later, he was christened in the Moravian Church, uh, Friedenstahl Moravian Church. Uh, then his family moved to Christiansted and in. Uh, 1902, he was a signatory to the petition from the Native Insular Convention to the Danish Parliament for Better Conditions of the Population. In 1904, he worked as a clerk at Baron Spot Station. In 1908, he taught at a public school in Frederickstead. The Hamilton Jackson came from a family of teachers. He was actually born that what we know is the, the Amazon Jackson house up in East End in Estate Green Key. A lot of people don't realize that's Green Key because we know Green Key being on the northern side of the road. But the address actually of the D. Hamilton Jackson house is number one Green Key. Uh, and uh, he was actually, his parents taught at that school and he was actually born at that school. And later on, um, bought the building, I guess, and, and it actually became his home. It's the house is an a EDC company, but they have it well-maintained. Uh, it's beautiful. You know, you drive up on the east as you, you pass um, the Adams family there, and you start going up the hill. It's right there on the, on the right side. Uh, then he moved to Frederickstead around 1911, uh, but at the same time, he taught at Peter's Rest School. In 1914, he went to work at a clerk at a business in Christiansted. Right after that, he started his writing activities, you know. And um, 
1915, he published his first criticism of conditions on the three Danish West Indian islands in the West End News. The West End News was published by the illustrious Paul E. Joseph, for whom the stadium is named in Frederickstead. But that was his, he, his funny, <laughs> you, you always, you know, I have some friends of mine who are baseball fans, and we always joke that he's probably, Paul E. Joseph Stadium is probably the only stadium in the Virgin Islands not named for an, an athlete. Um, his name for Paul e. Joseph, who was a newspaper man. Uh, so he uh, then the Western News uh, was after they had gotten the right to to publish. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, that Polly Joseph was known for being quite a rebel. He was actually jailed. Him and um, later on, <laughs> just as a digression, him and uh, Knut Bradhaus Senior were both jailed. Knut Bradhaus had written something critical of the government. And Polly Joseph um, republished the, the editorial in his paper, and, and they, uh, <laughs> they jailed them both. But uh, that's, the, that, that's to show the, the lengths of which newspaper men here in the Virgin Islands, that, you know, we don't see them kind of people these days, uh, but they, they were tough. They, were, they asked the tough questions, and they were persistent, even to the point of, of risking their own liberty. And um, and actually, they were attacked several times. I think Polly Joseph was physically assaulted um, a couple of times in Frederickstead. Uh, but uh, in 1915, he Hamilton Jackson went to Denmark between um, May 13th and 22 July, and that's when he had these public speaking. Um, arrange uh, public speaking engagements and meeting with the the the, the ministers in, in, in Copenhagen and um, was able to convince them to allow for the free exercise of um, publishing newspapers in the Virgin Islands. There were underground newspapers before, you know, but they were underground. Uh, so I want to just mentioned that it's not as if people didn't attempt to um, to publish Polly Joseph and the West End News being one of them. Um, the on November first, he published the very first issue of the newspaper called the Herald, and that is why on November first we celebrate Liberty Day here in the Virgin Islands because that's the first day of publication of this newspaper. In uh, 1915, him, Ralph Schubert Sr., a.k.a. Ralph D. Shabir Sr., uh, and a couple others, uh, I'll give you these, these names for the, the Labor Union. They founded the Sinclair Labor Union. It was, it was um, Theobald Brau, Frederick Stead, uh, Charles Rubel, and Ralph D. Shabir, along with D. Hamilton Jackson, formed the uh, Sinclair Labor Union, which was established mainly to, to 
protect the rights of the the sugarcane workers, uh, the 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 well, people who cut cane on the plantation. You know, the old people would always talk about uh, some of the, the conditions were so bad because people would be cutting cane and bare feet and this kind of stuff. And there's a, uh, an insect though, there's triggers uh, that exists, in, in, especially in sugar cane plantations. And so many people would suffer from these triggers. They, they actually bore into the skin of, of humans. So um, quite debilitating if you, if you got in, uh, infected with, 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 with chiggers. And um, they formed the St. Croix Labor Union and first thing, January 1916, a couple months later, um, they called a general strike on St. Croix. The strike was so successful that it ended a month later. January 24th, the strike was called and February 26th, it ended with an agreement from the what was known as the Planters Society and, of course, the St. Croix Labor Union. This labor union, just as an aside, it became quite powerful here in St. Croix. And um, a lot of the properties, um, as the plantation owners began to close plantations over the years and divest, a lot of those properties were actually turned over to the St. Croix Labor Union. And we see evidence of this with um, down in, in Estate Grove Place, which was a central hub of union activity, which is why the Bull and Bread Days is, is usually held there. It's always held there, rather. And uh, it was a certain uh, Raymond Pedro, who was a, a, another prominent member of the, the, the union. And what we call uh, mutual homes in Frederickstead was, uh, or rather in, in Grove Place, that, that area was actually union property that later went on to an American union, I think SIU or something, but that was originally St. Croix Labor Union. Property and a lot of the properties you see around Bethlehem and and, and other, other states um, had passed through the, uh, the St. Croix Labor Union. And that's why you see these days uh, the Harvland and all those all those properties, and a lot of it ended up being um, in the hands of the Virgin Islands government. Uh, but that's why a lot of those properties are called um, agricultural lands because the there were former plantations that were closed, and then the, the assets were divested among several sources, including the Saint Croix Labor Union. Uh, in 1916, he married Theolinda Joseph. And in 1916, and the Herald, he was a very strong, he hated the Danish government so bad and despised the, the, the colonial um, government administration that he was a full-throated uh, proponent of the United States proposal to buy the islands. In 1916, in the Herald on August 12th, he threatened a, a rebellion on St. Croix if the sale of the colony to the United States was not implemented. 1916, on December 31st, he resigned as president of the Labor Union, and I think that was because the following year, from 1917 until 1921, he went to Howard University Law School. So. Judge Morris and Judge um, 
Willocks and you guys from the Howard Ilk, you'll be glad to know. If you don't already know that Hamilton Jackson um, was one of the first Virgin Islanders to study law at Howard. And that was in 1917, 1921. In 1922, he went back to being president of the Labor Union. And he was uh, in 1923 to 27, he became a member of the Colonial Council. And the Colonial Council was, the Danish had a system of um, island councils. There, were, there was, a, you know, St. Thomas had a Colonial Council, St. Thomas and St. John, and then St. Croix had a Colonial Council. And the councils were responsible for the running of each island, and then the governor was over the whole thing. Uh, and so he was a member of the St. Croix Colonial Council in 27. Uh, <clears throat> or rather, the, the name carried over even after the Americans bought it. And from 1923 to 1927, he was a member of that. It later changed its name to the municipal councils. And it, um, we had municipal governments in the Virgin Islands until, I believe, the, the Organic Act of 1954. And that um, established one Virgin Islands legislature. He, from 1931 to 1941, he was a judge in what was known as the Municipal Court, which later became the Territorial Court, and which is now known as the Superior Court of the Virgin Islands. But he was uh, a judge in, here in Christiansted for 10 years. And in, after that, he resigned from the office of judge and went back to what had since been renamed the Municipal Council of St. Croix in 1941. But we'll continue with this. He died in May of 1946. We'll be back on the other side of this break talking about D. Hamilton Jackson and Bull and Bread Day here on November 1st in the Virgin Islands. of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Peter Sangle. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry. And the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. We're back. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on WTJX 93.1, your NPR station, Virgin Islands. And this is the premier talk show in the Virgin Islands. Analyze this. Uh, today is November 1st. Of course, it's Liberty Day in the Virgin Islands. It's a territorial holiday. And down in Grove Place, they're going to have what's known as the Bull and Bread Day uh, activities. They, they came from a, the, the impoverished black population or farm population, it, with more uh, agricultural workers more in particular. Um, what, every year they would celebrate the, um, the, the achievements of the Hamilton Jackson and the St. Croix Labor Union and the, the founded of the Herald, his newspaper, by, by having this, um, it's basically a big cook-up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, right now the Grove Place Action Committee um, has carried that torch for many years, led by people like, um, well, led by Raymond Williams and uh, many others, Denise Lewis and Sharon Williams and many other people, um, Dennis Brown and stuff there, have served on that committee and, and kept that torch going. Uh, the Hamilton Jackson was also known as Black Moses because even though slavery was over and even though we had had the fire burn, the conditions, you know, it, 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 it's, let me say it this way. You know, people talk about, oh, slavery's been over for so many years, but let me tell you something. The vestiges of the um, of a system that dehumanizes other hu- um, certain sects of the human population by, by other sects is so deep that it takes literally hundreds of years to, 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 to overcome it. And um, and that's why 
there have been attempts with, you know, civil rights acts and voting rights acts and affirmative action to try to speed up that process because it's not going to happen overnight. Um, 400 years of slavery, you can't just, just stop and say, okay, everything's hunky-dory now, everybody's good to go. We know that is not the case because history has shown us that um, people still try to continue as much of that system as they can, and, and it, especially in the economic um, arena. And that's what happened here, and that's why the we had to do things like the... Um, you know, the fire burn and other activities. Uh, so uh, the the um, you know the, the 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 idea that we could just turn off one system and then automatically go to another system and everything is going to be hunky dory is is the most absurd thing I've heard in my life. And you know, the people that tend to purport that. That 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 you know that you know we live in a colorblind society or everything's hunky dory is, is, is you know it's quite insulting you know uh, for anybody with any sense of uh, but we have a young man that just walked into the studio here and <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead good morning senator former senator um, positive Nelson. And former Commissioner of Agriculture, Positive Nelson. Good morning, Senator slash Commissioner. I don't know which one to call him. Positive. Okay, positive. Uh, positive is fine. <laughs> Happy Liberty Day. Uh, uh, Blessed Liberty Day, I should Thank say. you so very much. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning to the listening audience. Yeah, Blessed Liberty Day. Uh, give me liberty or give me death. You know, uh, I asked a question in a little thing I do on, on on Facebook this morning, you know, when we ask, when we say to ourselves, give me liberty, what are we asking for? And, you know, each individual, I think, has their own reality of what that is, you know, but as, of course, you know, at that time when we're talking about more in an, uh, in a more oppressive state at right. that time, you know, so, mm -hmm. but they, I want for people to put that in their mind and think about that. When you say, give me liberty, okay, you're asking for the freedom, freedom from or freedom to do, uh, what freedom are you asking to do what and from what and how, what actions are you willing to take? What sacrifices are you willing to make mm -hmm. to get there? And I'm saying that not in a, you know, I'm, I'm moving away. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not at all mm -hmm. ignoring that, you know, that there is still a, a mentality of, of oppression against the what they call the colored people, the black people of the world mm -hmm. and all of these things. But I'm saying that a lot of us, a lot of things that are, it's a lot of what's holding us back is ourselves in our Absolutely. own mind and in our own self-imposed restrictions. Some of it due to mm -hmm. our experiences. Yeah, exactly. But you that's know? that's my point. It's that it's, it's going to take a while. I have a T-shirt that, that Harriet Tubman. It says, stop being a slave. I don't know if you ever saw me wearing it. Okay. But, well, but it's a quote from her which she says, if I'd known so many of y'all would continue to be slaves, I would have come back for you. <laughs> I wouldn't have given up. <laughs> you know, because she only brought, you know, we... we we credit her with a lot, but you know she, she had to fight what, some of them along the trail. Exactly, right? exactly. They were, they were saying, go back, it's more comfortable yeah, where they were. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and brother Bob talk about emancipate yourself from mental yeah. slavery. So really, it's it's it, this thing did such a number on us that there's a lot of people that still well, it's a can't self, come out of it. What it has created is a self 
perpetuating system mm-hmm. that we, from the way we even raise our children to the expectancies, the outcomes we want for them, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, go to school and get a job. Who's talking to our black children about, hey, being entrepreneurs, you know, saving money from early and, you mm-hmm. know, the market. I mean, some are getting into it now, but that's really was a rear when we were young. Yeah, he was got go get a government job. Go to school, yeah. to go get a trade. Yeah. And we were limited to those things. Mm-hmm. And so what's good about the, the virtual world now is that access to information and and those who want information can get it. And those who want to advance. And like, you know, like we really don't have right now, okay, besides... You know, going and submitting an application to a company who have their biases and stuff like that. But we have access to advance ourselves in, in various ways Absolutely. As, as, as a people. Uh-huh. You know, so uh, as it relates to Liberty Day or D. Hamilton Jackson uh-huh. Day here in the Virgin Islands, we know that he, he's known for changing the paradigm as it relates uh-huh. to getting paid, uh-huh. and, you know, a little more respect on the job. Uh-huh. But we know that the truth is whenever there's a place to cut, and when you're talking about an employer wanting to save money, they always try to get more out of the quote-unquote worker. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so, so there's still a need to have rights to protect right. workers and you know, to ensure that there's not... Because when you really think about it, mm-hmm. workers are partners in the business. They are. But they don't get no equity share. Exactly. There's yeah. no equity. Yeah. You know? Sometimes there is... I would consider... What I would consider equity would be if an employer has a... Uh, an employer-sponsored retirement mm-hmm. or something that's right. getting some back, you know. Right. And I think or, or employee ownership programs. Employee ownership, yeah. When mm-hmm. they are you again some shares of the stocks, or what mm-hmm. have you. I, I, I think there's the you know we are to really value ourselves as such, even when we find ourselves as an employee mm-hmm. and realize that we are a significant factor in the operation mm-hmm. and employ smart employees, smart managers. And now they call it, and in the in the management world, they call it EI emotional intelligence. Yes, <laughs> I remember when I first came back from this uh, certified Harvard program, and I was telling this guy about it, and I was explaining to him what, because you know, I I I the, I understood it, but I didn't know of a definition for it and a, a title that they had it, but mm-hmm. the concept. So I, he said, "Oh, you shouldn't talk like that because people are going to think that you're manipulating people." Mm-hmm. And I said, "It's not manipulating people, but it's understanding." Uh, the emotions of individuals understand that you have to, in some kind of way, especially as a manager, cater to it. You know, you don't want, yes, you yes. don't want to give in. Yes. Say, but if an employee comes in and the employee looks like they've been in tears all morning mm-hmm. and something is wrong, you can't just come in as a manager and say, oh, you know, get it done. Oh, I have right. a timeline. You have to say, well, you realize, observe first of all that mm, something absolutely. is wrong and says, like, you know, hey, uh, you, you are right. Right. You know, like, so, and a minute. Because just from that, just from that sense mm-hmm. of care that the employee feels, the employee puts on more. Exactly. So a few minutes you'll take to do that will make earn you that employee saying, well, I know you got time then. Okay, I don't mind staying an extra hour. Exactly. Because he cares. He look out for me. They call it the, yeah. the body in, releases some kind of what, endorphin. Some endorphin, kind of feeling. yes. Right. yes yeah. Emotions mm-hmm. also release those things. Yes. You know? So we just got to understand those things. You know? That's what makes us happy. Uh, or sad. Uh, right, right. right. Uh, and what... You know, I really, I got, I do this thing called a guru in the mornings, mm-hmm. and, and what we really talking is that us. We have to manage ourselves. We have to be better manager, managers of ourselves, mm-hmm. our emotions, and our actions. Mm-hmm. And we have to ensure that we are. You know, these days they call it emojis. Yeah. When, when, when I send you an emoji, yeah, that yeah. expresses a, a, an, an mm-hmm. emotion, and a, 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 it will have an action that will go along with that. Right. A physical action. Right. 
we have to we have to be the selectors of our emoji and don't you know send emoji to the wrong recipient you know exactly yeah, right. yeah. If you you, you, you wouldn't mean to send me the old uh, smiley face with the heart that yeah. was so good to your little sweetheart yeah. you were supposed to make the hail of hand and then yeah. you missed so yeah. in life in the reality of where we are right now we have to be careful about uh who's selecting our emoji right and, sending and the wrong signals uh, right and to yeah. the wrong recipient yes so yeah. we have to manage that and and get better to call it practice stoicism you know yes well i'm familiar yeah, yeah. i'm so, a philosophy yeah. guy so. right, right yeah. exactly so that's why i'm really letting people know that philosophy is to be practiced mm -hmm. and not just to be ah yakdi 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 and who know the most you know mm -hmm. but anyway i, I don't want to share that i know mm -hmm. we're talking about uh liberty day mm -hmm. and you know i'm here to talk some cannabis stuff in the future well let's go right early, into I'm, it I'm, a little early that's no, custom yes. you're never too early oh, oh, and as you know as a i get up early in the morning usually when i do see you <laughs> my buddha or something is bright and early in the morning all is, all you know <laughs> but um let's go in because i'm um quite um, interested in the cannabis stuff and like i said i'm, I'm doing the d hamilton jackson thing throughout the morning okay, but okay. um the, the, okay. here's our guest okay well it's all blended in and again i, I am early so i don't, don't want to impede much it's agriculture we're talking yeah. about yeah. a lot of it goes together because <laughs> it, it's all part of the green movement there we go the green goes a long way mm -hmm. you know uh, um it's probably talk about now the cannabis world mm -hmm. okay first let me finish here with the, the, the Hamilton Jackson you know this idea that uh, we achieve freedom and it stops even freedom of the press mm -hmm. you know we have to realize that it doesn't it's not a destination and that's it that's what I was saying earlier. Yes, right. You guys, yeah. you don't just get to you don't turn off. Oh, we got freedom. Yeah, think about <laughs> it. Think, okay, just think about. Let's go back to the plantation era. Okay, think about. Okay, we have a big revolt. Think about we burn down the town and think about we say we want our freedom now. Mm -hmm. Okay, think about Governor Peter Van Schulten, uh, scared, no boots, no power, mm -hmm. no no ammunition, giving mm -hmm. and say, okay, all right, from all today, uh, from today free. Mm -hmm. What did that mean? Where did, when 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 the ruckus was done down done in town, where right? Were we? yeah. Where did they go back yeah. to? Back to the plantation. Where they, <laughs> where <laughs> they slept still? Where right? they walk still? Mm -hmm. So we have to understand that okay, you got the freedom, but then when you're dependent, mm -hmm. I see, I see this. When you have a need that somebody else is supplying, mm -hmm. then you're still in free. You're, you're not. So you're not. we mm -hmm. have to understand that we have to set ourselves to be economically financially free yes and that's hard and that's hard but, yeah it yeah, is but you hard. still have to work to work you gotta it. set yourself you gotta, yeah, you gotta you know, work hard. sacrifice spending uh you know yes took aside we here. took consumerists yeah yeah bro but listen yeah. i guilty i'm guilty as they come yeah. to so but we if we understand that we need to stock up on our resources so that we can make because we don't have the same abundance to you know like mm -hmm. okay i may build a build a million dollar house and a millionaire might build a million dollar house. Uh -huh. He might build his million dollar house in one year. Uh -huh. My million dollar house might take 15, 20 years. Right. The guy took... So it's about understanding that we could... Uh, uh, you know, this, this greatest man was still crawl as a baby. Yes. You know, yes. And, and when, as I think, what, when we're speaking to our black community, it's important that we say, especially to our young black people who still are hearing kind of things of this inferiority complex being forced on them, mm -hmm. all this, that whole Black Lives Matter thing, mm -hmm. you know, all that did was reinforce an inferiority complex, you know. Mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. who, did, who do I have to tell that Black Lives Matter? Right. Who do I have, to, have who, to. Who have to tell mm -hmm. me that my life matters? Mm -hmm. You know, and then... What, what does that even mean? And, 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 right, and, and even the actions that were taken, like for me, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, man, get off the corner with them 40 ounces mm -hmm. and get in, you know, make sure you support 
supporting the children you're having, making mm-hmm. sure your Black Lives Matter, That's you know, it. stop grudging your brethren and shooting them exactly. down because he's looking good. Even if he hustling mm-hmm. on the street, you go into the turf and shooting them down, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. So don't right. tell me Black Lives Matter, you still doing this crap. Exactly. You're looking at me because I look like I'm making a little change. You ain't come and coop me and you ain't come do me and hold me up. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, so, your own worst enemy you know, when you do that. So, so yeah. for me, you know, I think we, 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 and I have something I'm going to read today as part of the uh-huh. Liberty Day. You know, it, we, it, paradise or paradise. You know, we have to be real. We have to don't be living in our own hypocrisy. Absolutely. You know, here we are as a, a black community, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, a black-led community. A black-led community. You know? This is a yeah. truly black community. Yeah. You know, yeah, we have a, 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 our nation, U.S., whatever, but mm-hmm. here we have some you know, level of autonomy. And mm-hmm. what are we doing? We're responsible and, for and, our and, own condition. even for what we do to people who, 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 we, who we put in leadership position and how we lash them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We make it hard for them to yourself reach back to top because we're trying to castigate them like, oh, them is them, are you? Like, uh-huh. you, like you, I said, everybody's corrupt and, you know and all this nonsense. It's like, when does it end? You know I'm a corrupt oh, dude, right? Yeah. Like, you're hanging with your brethren them and stuff and sometimes you're sitting and they talk and then they start, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you and I use one of them and, and all of mm-hmm. a sudden you're gone from being a cool guy, one of the friends. Yeah. So now you're in this guy, even though they know uh, you, they know your uh-huh. character, they know, and all of a sudden you, you have to get on the defense. Yes, you, you have to you, defend you, yourself. You're from cool, you know, mode mm-hmm. in a chill setting with your partner them. Yeah, to yeah. defend him because you crossed the line. Yeah, because you're now with people they deem to be the enemy. Or you have you have contact, contact with them, right, whatever so the case may be, you know? Right, right. you know? And it's like, we all can't be like little islands in this, in, in, in this society. We all have to work together. And where do you, how can I expect people, you say you want people from amongst you to be a representative. Mm-hmm. But when you send them in, you, you don't hold on to no lifeline right away. As soon as they... Listen, from before I even got sworn in my first time, mm-hmm. I had homies on the radio talking about how I sell out. Sell out, yeah, I do. I'm like, you know, that hurt my feelings. I'm like, dude, you know, so anyway, you know, mm-hmm. we ain't gonna get into that, but I'm just right. saying we have to be supportive of our of, of, of our community right? and those who even put up in leadership. Oh, we're coming up on a break, oh. all right? But we have a call. A call I'd like for you to stick on, stay on the line, stick around, and we're gonna get you... After the break, but we're coming up on our break right now, and uh, we're going to continue with Positive Nelson spitting some rhyme and reason today. <laughs> liberty, 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 day. <laughs> freedom of the press, right? <laughs> Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade 
by Derry. And the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's on point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands State Nurses Association will hold their biennial convention themed Nurses Coming Together, Making a Difference on Saturday, November 4th at the Penthouse Rooftop in Christiansted. The convention will open at 8 a.m. and adjourn at 5.30 p.m. A reception at 6.30 will honor the negotiating team. The convention is open to nurse members, non-members, and students. It will also be available virtually for those who cannot attend in person. Please visit visna.nursingnetwork.com for more information or to register. And again, we're back. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on Analyze This, uh, WTJX Radio, 93.1 NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Uh, we're here talking with Positive Nelson. But before I do that, I, I would be remiss if I didn't offer my condolences to the Moorhead family on the passing of Robert Moorhead, radio personality. And um, I, I like to tease him and tell him, perennial Senate candidate. And um, very, very good guy. Him and I had numerous debates. He lived behind quality. And um, his parents live actually, um, my, my sister, I, I know the family very well. His son is a computer genius. And um, I, I was actually shocked and saddened yesterday when I found out. So, you know, best wishes to the family and to Brother Robert, you know, happy transition and Harry Krishna. Okay, so. Well, we have a caller. Of course, thank you. Um, can caller, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'd like to second that emotion, express my condolences to the Morehouse family. I'm on St. John, and I know the Morehouse family on St. John, and I know they came from St. Croix, so mm-hmm. let me pay my condolences right. to the Morehouse family. And as I see them in the avenue here, I will say so to them, because I know all of them that are on St. John. Mm-hmm. My original reason for calling was to express some idea. I'd also like to say uh, hello to uh, the brother senator there, I've been listening to him for a long time. Good morning, good morning. I approve of uh, his <laughs> position. I like his position, I'll put it like uh-huh. that. He states many things the way I would state them. Now, here's where I'm going. Uh-huh. 
one of the things that we as black people are lacking is a sense of unity as far as I'm concerned. And, I mean, we're not even unified on what we should be calling ourselves. Uh-huh. That's, and uh, I'm not going to try to feed this to you all at once, but there is no place on the map called black. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, we, uh, people of color, come from Africa. Our ancestors came from Africa. Uh-huh. And we've been through a filtering system. And uh-huh. The filtering system has rendered us uh, all colors and hues. Uh-huh. Now, should we still, those of us who can relate to that, refer to ourselves as Africans? Because there ain't no place called black. There ain't no place called mm-hmm. colored. Mm-hmm. We come from Africa. Mm-hmm. So what did Bob say? And now you, Bob, uh, no matter where you come from, as long as you're a black man, you're, you're an African. An African. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how you feel about that. I'm not going to stay there. But uh, next thing, do you know what the word salat means yes to make salat yes you know yes it, in islam it's uh praying how many times a day uh five times you do ablution before each time and then you make salat right right now okay that's a very strong idea to hold on to to be able to get down on your hands and need to pray five mm-hmm. times a day yes okay so uh uh, you know, maybe maybe Salat would bring us some unity of mind. Then uh, I'll shift on to the idea of the first, well, not first, one of the major concepts in our uh, African-American community that talked about unity was, uh, or in modern history, was mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, Kwanzaa runs for seven days, mm-hmm. yes? And each day is uh, given to a special attribute, a right. specific attribute. Now, every week has seven days. Mm-hmm. There are 52 weeks in the year. And I think if we were doing Kwanzaa every week instead of one week, we might get somewhere. Because the way we're going along, we're not getting anywhere. Everything we come up that looks shiny and bright that's going to take us somewhere gets either shot, killed, or corrupted. Right. Don't seem to be getting anywhere. So mm-hmm. I want the people who are listening to think about, uh, everybody heard of Kwanzaa. If you mm-hmm. don't know how to do Kwanzaa, go in your Google and you go mm-hmm. in whatever you got and, and read about Kwanzaa mm-hmm. and think about related to Kwanzaa seven right. days a week. The but, different virtues, of the, and each day you're supposed to uh, practice not just celebrate a, a certain virtue. I understand uh, Kwanzaa is a, you know, um, the, the brother from uh, California came up with it. And it's not to have a holiday as right. such, but it's to have right. a period in, at least a period in the year where we try to go back to those human virtues that we should be holding every day. Family virtues, mm-hmm. I would say that. But anyway, all I'm saying is that if uh, if we try do a, doing Kwanzaa every week, that'd be mm-hmm. something like a lot. I mean, we have to admit that the Muslim world has a certain kind of unity uh, that uh, we so-called African-Americans are not able to adhere to. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything that we stick into. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say for now, but uh, I'm glad you're there. Thank you. Uh, I'm listening. Tell positive. I listen. Oh, he can He's listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm listening to him when I get a chance. You're going to be on for the rest of this week. Right? Yes, I am. Okay, I'll be back with you. Okay. 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 Like, okay thank you, brother.
on uh, Mother's Day, inshallah. But I ain't so much into that because the Arabs were some of our biggest slavers. Right. We had the, that's a whole other conversation. Yes, uh, okay. Yes. Take, have a good day. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Take care. I'm listening. Okay. I just want to touch briefly on what he touched on. He say the lack of black unity. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he touched on the power of prayer and 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 how maybe if we were praying, how uh, you know it helped to establish more unity. And then we talk about you know practicing Kwanzaa weekly. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of this, see, unity is. is and and even they okay you said black there's no place called African mm-hmm. there's no place called black on the map true. right but there's something in that as well established black because right now if you look across Africa mm-hmm. and, and what's happening because of outside influence and the mm-hmm. fight between African nations you know we when you say African it's people start to say well, what part of Africa what all the stuff. Uh-huh. So black in a way still does provide some unity it's all about yes. perception okay mm-hmm. I get it what he's saying and right. we should understand we have a motherland we came from someplace mm-hmm. but if we are if we just understand the history itself in the whole enslavement of the right. african race we'd notice right. okay prayer and prayer and humbling yourself to prayer i think it's just all about self-development and if you get in that place of understanding the one is okay here's where we mm-hmm. separate even by talking about black and white mm-hmm. there's one creation right and everything in creation is part of creation mm-hmm there's no dispute in that. That's Everything true. in creation is part of Absolutely. this one. So whatever and whoever you say created creation, mm-hmm. created black, right. created white, Everybody. and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Now, history and nature occurs. It just happens. Right. Okay? Time. That's, That's time science, time. yeah. So we can't let, let experiences during time dominate us now. Yes, absolutely. We're not limited to another. Some of the mistakes I think we do in, in some of the way we we teach history even in trying to empower our mm-hmm. our, our, our own now mm-hmm. is really and truly a lot of time when we go back to history we go back to slavery right like that and, and like they, our history they, began with exactly slavery. it didn't begin there so, <laughs> millions of years before so that. if you understand all of this you know you'll walk around with a sense of knowing I, again a lot of this the is chip in the shoulder thing well mm-hmm. so we got to be careful when we push these things because mm-hmm. You know who who is the white man? Mm-hmm. Who is the black man? Mm-hmm. Or, or both of them are humans. Yes, like the feel. Yes. And and yes, our ancestries went through different experiences over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how we live in now? And this is where we talk about Kwanzaa weekly. Yeah. Kwanzaa is in our heart, and every day, right. every minute, every encounter, to we should every practice day. these principles. Yes, every day. Yes. Right? The issue here is, and this is where the distraction comes in. Mm-hmm. Is we, we, we mentioned the word virtues. Mm-hmm. Now, our, we know what virtue is. You know, virtue is being right. Yes. Virtue is being right with righteousness, with right with what mm-hmm. we know right is. Mm-hmm. Okay, even when people don't what tell you know us, right is. Yes. Even if somebody don't tell you that spirit mm-hmm. in you, the God in you, all of us should have an equal portion of divinity with it. Exactly, an equal mind, equal, none, none less, none more. Mm-hmm. And that right in you always, and your conscience, they call your conscience. It's, yes, it's your, in the conscience, that's what your conscience is. But the problem mm-hmm. we have now, the challenge we have now, and this, the, the distraction is, you talk mm-hmm. about shiny things, mm-hmm. is that what's determining our virtues? Are we, are we sacrificing virtues? Are we resting outside our virtues to be part of the in-group, to be part mm-hmm. of the Götterland group, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. to, 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 to be part of the shiny, right. Shiny, right. Right. shiny things? Right. Knowing that, that it's shiny wrong. things group is it's wrong. wrong. Right. Yes, knowing that it's so, wrong. Yeah, we letting wrong or right mm-hmm. in our of our actions be determined by individuals mm-hmm. and not by 
virtuous principles, righteous principles. And mm-hmm. so if we start there, that a lot of the unity that you talk about will come. It will come, right? but, yes. If but everybody's doing the right thing. We got to lead ourselves. Yes. We got to lead ourselves. We got to right lead ourselves by trying to be right. And mm-hmm. then we'll find ourselves right with our brothers, sisters, and everybody. Right. Okay. I have a saying I always tell people, you do things not because of what you're going to get out of it, you know. You do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you and people say, well, why is the right? You know what? The, <laughs> it's just like um, Justin Powell um, said with uh, obscenity when he said, well, what is obscenity? And, and, and he said, you know it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You know, what, what is pornography? You know it when you see it. It's, yeah. it's and and that's, a, that's the same yeah. thing. What is right? You know what's right yeah. when you yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you really yeah, feel, it's you not feel, difficult. It's man. not difficult. You know, sometimes you do something and you get goosebumps. You cry. You yeah. things come out. You mm-hmm. just can't help yourself because doing good is doing God. Yes, yes. You know, yes. just understand yes. if you don't, I don't get too much in the religion. I must right. I'm a Rasta but, man. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Christian church. Mm-hmm. But straight up, doing good is doing good. And the more right you do, the, wrong, the less wrong you do. Yes. So it, it puts you, yes. your whole self, you, you yes. elevate yourself because you put yes. yourself closer. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. even if, if, if you're atheist, you know, if you're humanist and stuff like that, the same principles apply. And that's why I, the I, I tell people, principles. erase the religion and yeah. practice spirituality. We yeah. all have the spirit in us and we all have mm-hmm. intelligence in us. And part of governing ourselves is is acting on intelligence feeling mm-hmm. the emotion right but acting, acting on, on, it. on intelligence yes meaning you've contemplated your what feeling you yes before you just before act. You, yes exactly you, know, you, you most of the time you see somebody get in trouble they say man i didn't think yeah or oh, <laughs> i was just vexed I, I didn't yes. think he pissed me i off. didn't think yeah. <laughs> yeah he come after me i didn't think there i just you acted go. I, you know, yeah. so, so we gotta remember that our actions create our truth absolutely so, you know i do have a um uh, as related to the cannabis thing yeah we want to get into yeah. let me read let, this little let, let uh, me just let people know uh of course now you're no longer head of agriculture. You're right. the, the, for lack of a, I don't know what your official <laughs> title is, but it's called the Cannabis kind of Bazaar. Yeah, that's uh, the, and, the, and, the, and the your job paid, is to coordinate a, yeah, the I, different efforts. Well, the, the advisor to the governor on cannabis, right. and, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of, yes. you know, as it relates to people, you know, and there's some frustration about the reason why I'm here as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, we've tried to get on where we can get the OCR director and the, the board, the board chair of the Cannabis Advisory Board on as well. Right. You know, just to give updates, kind of let them know that there mm-hmm. is more movement you know unfortunately the rollout of this very uh, sensitive commodity uh, mm-hmm. as, as it relates to uh threading upon uh state or territory autonomy versus federal mm-hmm. law right. okay which they're allowing this to go uh we have to be mindful that we roll out and try to have a less little hiccups as possible so of course they're not jumping on us so mm-hmm. uh you know it's taking some time and i know the people are concerned uh what's going on there is of course I want to thank the governor first of all. He signed this twice. He signed yes. it. He came in and met something yes. on the desk uh, with the. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I'll take some points. You know okay. that the the, uh-huh. the, 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 the the medical patient peer act. Of course, uh, yeah. Which was something and the hemp, you, and the hemp. right? Yeah, of course, but, but yeah, the hemp was already yeah. signed. You know, right. we did. Okay, so we. Did I mean, those two are you. Okay, well, yeah. we did. We did decrim. Yes, the decrim was me. Yes. Hemp yeah. with me, and I don't want to say me, you know, but we, I no, like. I can give you, I can give you, you know, a lot of legs. But you could see some of the scars yeah. still in me. But uh, you know, I, it was, I expected pushback, you know, in mm-hmm. talking about decriminalizing marijuana. I asked a man in the Senate, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, you know, I expected pushback. I didn't expect the level of demonization. Well, see, this is a I rough mean, crowd. Though. Let me tell you, I, 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 I tell you, you know, and you know, I, I had to really go inside myself and really because. 
Yeah, you had, you know what I mean? You know mm, I mean? Of course. Like, yeah. People pass out kind of initiative and mm. they don't ridicule them, they don't call them by them names and all kind of stuff. And here, I think for two reasons. One, people don't realize that they are still the discriminatory to the rest of man. Absolutely. They, they, they won't admit it, but they are. Absolutely. I've, I've had, I'm walking places and people saying, uh, they introducing Senator Nelson and I, the hand that I reaching out to shake, yeah. pass my hand and reaching out to my assistant. Yeah, hand. because he realized <laughs> you. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah, that's so you know, but it gives you a sense of humble pie and humility and, yeah, and say that, you know, the most I can exalt whomever. Are you securing yourself? I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just what it is. So, um, mm -hmm. I lost my trend, what I was talking Why I jump off on that No, but you, but you were talking about the, the, um, the different hiccups and stuff that we've done. I'll get into and the demonization that came right. back and the lashes that came back, you know. Uh, but the truth is, these, the, as I saw, I thought, well, you know, this thing is so common around here, like as common as titi bread. Yeah, probably even more common. You can't get good titi bread these days. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, so I'm like, you know, okay. I, I can see that, the, and, is that and is Mr. Johnson, okay, Mr. Johnson, who really pushed me towards, you know, hey, get this thing going. So I was like, Mr. Johnson, are you serious? He said, man, you know, so many people talk about it. So we got those things out of the way, made the, uh, 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 decriminalization, and that has been elevated to two ounces or less. Right. We got industrial hemp out of the way, and at the time, we wasn't thinking nothing about CBD, to be frank. Oh, that, yeah. It, it was, it was building, ma building material. It was building yeah. material. CBM, mm -hmm. CBD just popped up in between because we started yeah. early, mm -hmm. you know. And then, of course, we went to medicinal cannabis, which is the gateway to, to pushing forward still because people mm -hmm. have to see value in it. And right. the federal government is contemplating changing the schedule right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are, the governor signed the most recent initiative in January right. uh, of, of medicinal and uh, mm -hmm. adult use. Uh, we are... We, we in January we should start seeing some sort of licenses for for health practitioners and qualified patients. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that sometime in maybe uh, 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 March uh, or mm -hmm. June July we should start seeing some initiatives. Being okay, pushed we're gonna come back and delve into more details on that. We have uh, <laughs> the former Senator Positive Nelson here, but we got a lot to talk about. We'll be right back. Views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.